Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, and especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying wholly on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. The military-industrial complex not only controls our government, but they control our culture. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful Adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill their promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had men and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. You can deny all the things I've seen, all the things I've discovered, but not for much longer, because too many others know what's happening out there. And no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth the dignity, the rights of man, that state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. 
Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. I'm your host, Ryan Gable. And you're listening to The Secret Teachings Radio right here on The Fringe FM. You can catch the show five nights a week, Monday through Friday. At the moment, The Secret Teachings is on the road still. Tonight, again, broadcasting from Rachel, Nevada, Tuesday, May 11th, 2021. If you'd like to contact the show, the email is rdgable at yahoo.com. Social media, facebook.com forward slash The Secret Teachings. And our website, of course, is www.thesecretteachings.info where you can find our full list of broadcasts. You can listen to the show. You can stream it after it airs. It's all on the website along with our top news stories, my books, and more. www.thesecretteachings.info I am your host again, Ryan Gable. I'm joined this evening once again by my best friend and fiance, Hope, who has been traveling the country with me. We decided to take a cross-country trip many, many months ago, kind of planned it, had a general route. We knew it was going to take us through the desert. I know that you liked the desert, preferable to all other places we've been so far. Is that accurate? Definitely accurate. Why do do you like the desert so much? It's just like, I don't know, it's quiet, it's kind of isolated, it's hot all the time. That was one thing when we're starting to go north again. I was like, oh, no, we're going to have to deal with weather and weather and rain. And it's not going to be 100 degrees and sunny every day. (laughs) It does get cool in the desert if you can find some shade or the wind blows. Yeah, at night I've noticed the desert every night. The the wind just comes over the mountains, the cold air. And it gets so windy once the sun goes down. We didn't really have much of an idea of where where we were going. We had a general idea. Uh, I think a general plan. We're just kind of letting things happen. I didn't plan on staying out here in Nevada for more than a day, but they had open availability, and I have always wanted to do radio out here in the desert. Did a couple of shows in Phoenix last week, but... Have you never done radio while you've been in Rachel? Not while I've been in Rachel, no. I've done radio in uh, Tucson when I lived there for about six months. That's the only radio I've ever done in the desert. No. Does it feel different? It feels very different because of the, the energy and the lore around the desert and around, well, especially around parts of Nevada, not just Area 51, but Pahrumpth, Nevada, you know, where Art Bell broadcast from for so many years. Um, and I'm not like an Art Bell fan per se. I, t- I kind of, I appreciate Art Bell as much as I appreciate Rush Limbaugh. I don't really like Rush Limbaugh. I like Art Bell a lot more than Rush Limbaugh or, you know, any radio show, whether it's political or paranormal. I'd listen to people that are very famous and popular over the years, and I kind of take little bits, and I try to learn from them, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, I've done that over the years. But, yeah, there's there's so much. There's magic in the desert, and there's magic in the forest, and there's magic near the oceans, but there's something about the desert to me that I feel drawn to. So I love it out here, Hope. I know. I know. I can see how happy you are out here, and I know listeners have commented. Like, you can just hear in your voice that you're so much happier they have, when but you're they, out here. But they also said it was because... You were here too. And that's true, but the desert gets some credit. You don't get all the credit, I don't think. I think the desert gets some of the credit. 
And I have to say I think that the desert might get more. The desert gets more credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, I, I think that you're happier too. Mm-hmm. The sun and that it's warm. Like it was windy this morning and Rachel. And I was like, oh, it's cold. I'm such a pansy now. <laughs> I know. And it's probably like 75 degrees outside. Right. I am so dreading going back to New York. Oh, on the last show, I said I hated New York. I just... Now like you I, hate New like York, I'm too. I'm from New York. I've lived there my whole life. Not the city. Not in the city, but in the surrounding area. But that's just where my home is. My whole family's there. So I have been a little bit homesick. But along with that comes returning back to our not-so-great work situation and having to move everything and just it being cold and gray. There's no sun. For like six months and there really isn't that's something that i've really appreciated out here is that it's there's always sun so that's part of the magic of it you just don't feel depressed and suicidal right not, not you i'm just saying in, in general, general anybody yeah. you don't feel like you know it's not like that portlandia episode where you have to ch- chase the sun right you know and you go down from two antidepressants to one right in the, in the, in the summer, summer i just go down to one one antidepressant now i love the desert for those reasons and more we didn't really have much of a plan but we traveled we're staying in rachel for a couple of nights and we're going to head back up north and then across the country back to the occupied territory that is New York State. And in the process, I've taken the radio equipment with us and we've done some radio on the road. This is travel log number six. Mm-hmm. Travel log number six, May 11th, 2021. This is great. Just This isn't just for you listeners. This is for me. This is for Hope. We want to listen to this. Yeah, it'll be a record for our travels and we can listen to it years later. And It's fun. Hopefully our kids can listen to it. Maybe the kids can listen to it. I'm sure Fox, Fox would love to hear. Fox would want to hear. I mean, I get him little things everywhere we go. Mm-hmm. Be like, hey, buddy, I was thinking of you when we were at the Grand Canyon. You going to get him an alien? Oh, the plush alien? Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know if I should get him the blow, the blow up one or if I should get him the, like the plush doll. I think I'm going to get him the plush the doll. The plush one. Yeah. Cause he'll, he would, he'll eat the plastic he, one. He will. <laughs> I'll he'll get him pop the, it and then I'll he'll be him. sad. And he'll, need, he'll need another one. Then we'll have to come back out here. I could order it online, but. It's not the same. It's not the same as coming out here to get it. Last night on the show, we talked about UFOs, the new age community, raves, and other festivals. Festival scene and we, we the be, social media influence on those scenes and how. The, their overlap has kind of formed. Yeah, there's a strange overlap between even politics, like people that are more liberal, Democrat, that are interested in UFOs. And we talked about how you go to a certain point in that ideology, you transcend it, you end up in the New Age community, you're not concerned about masks, you're not really concerned about Republicans, you're not really concerned about Trump if you're a Democrat. And then you eventually transcend that and you either go so far that you come back around and you become conservative again, or you just end up strung out on drugs. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, you go one direction or the other. There there aren't a a lot of options. Yeah. You hit the fork in the road. That's my theory. I think that's how people progress through this. And I haven't, I haven't really been able to find a place where I belong in any of these communities. I get the idea of crystals. I understand water has incredible properties. You told the story last night of the of the baby toy mm-hmm. that people in Sedona were using to amplify their water. I don't know if I believe a baby toy increases yeah, the frequency. I, think, I didn't mention it, but he said he was going to put it on like the water tanks of people's houses or like establishments, and their water is just going to magically 
be purified or whatever. It's going to have a higher frequency, yes. I think, right? Yes. So we talked about all that last night. That's on travel log number five. And we ended the show talking about something called Memorandum 6751. Now, this is interesting for a lot of reasons. One, we discussed this last night. Memorandum 6751 is about UFOs and arguably what we would call ultra-terrestrials, beings that are not from a physical plane, a physical planet as we know it. They would be from something... from a different dimension. Something from a different dimension, precisely. And we talked about that briefly at the end of the show. And you said you wanted to know more about UFOs. Mm -hmm. I don't think... Have you not read this? No, I have not talked to you about this. Mm -mm. So I put this in my book, The Technological Elixir. And we've talked about it on occasion here on the show mostly because of Roswell, because this document was dated July 8th of 1947, which is a day after the infamous Roswell crash, though Roswell was really a series of events over a series of different locations. It wasn't one particular event, one day, one location. So this was a military document from July 8th of 1947, Memorandum 6751. I'm going to read you just a little bit of it, and... Compared to other things we've heard about UFOs and aliens and Roswell, this is uniquely different than all of those things. It's uniquely different than your History Channel shows, your Discovery Channel shows, and all of the documentaries you'll see on Netflix. It's uniquely different because it doesn't talk about aliens or UFOs in the same way. It doesn't mock them, dismiss them. It's an acceptance of something that the military clearly knew or had some information on way before Roswell. So here's what it says. There are eight points listed in this document, and it states the following. This is from the document, July 8th, 1947, Memorandum 6751. It states this. The principal data concerning these craft is now at hand and must be offered, no matter how fantastic and unintelligible it may seem to minds not previously instructed in thinking of this type. So even if you personally, this isn't what the document was suggesting, but I'm suggesting that even if you're not interested or you didn't know a lot about UFOs, I think this is a great piece of evidence to start with, especially for you, Hope, because you're not really from this community per se, but you did watch Ancient Aliens. Right. Right. You liked Ancient Aliens. I do. (laughs) Here are the eight points. That's what the military said. Part of the discs carry crews. Others are under remote control. Number two, their mission is peaceful. The visitors contemplate settling on this plane. Not planet, this plane. These visitors, number three, are human-like but much larger in size. Number four, they are not excarnate Earth people but come from their own world. Number five, they do not come from any planet, as we use the word, but from an etheric planet which interpenetrates with our own and is not perceptible to us. That's like you said on the last show, interdimensional, it's mm-hmm. another yeah, dimension. Yeah, a different astral plane, different dimension. Number six, the bodies of the visitors and the craft also automatically materialize on entering the vibratory rate of our dense matter. That would suggest that craft that just vanish in the blink of an eye dematerialize in our dense material world. Different vibratory rate, they change vibration, they disappear. Number seven, the disks possess a type of radiant energy or a ray which will easily disintegrate any attacking ship. That is very much like War of the Worlds. They re-enter the etheric at will and so simply disappear 
from our vision without trace. Number eight, the final part, the region from which they come is not the astral plane, but corresponds to the locus or the talus. Students of esoteric matters will understand these terms. That just basically means another dimension, locus or talus, another dimension, another plane of existence. So this is what the military said in the 1940s, 1947, when everybody's concerned about the Air Force, the Army Air Force, and the the crash disc, supposedly, and then the Air Force said they didn't have a disc, and it became this whole thing. What do you personally think about this, not having come from this community and having knowing about, you know, storming Area 51 from the rave scene, you know, not that you were a big raver. What do you think of the? This is the military openly acknowledging aliens and UFOs, but just not in any way that is like something you'd see on the History Channel or the Discovery Channel. And this is one of those documents that's not really discussed on those kinds of shows. That makes me question. Right, I feel like I feel like this document is more legitimate in that sense that it's not talked about and it's not really popularized in a way that it can be misconstrued. I think that it's very possible. Like I definitely don't buy well, it's it's hard to determine if it's really other planets, but I like that I I tend to agree more with the idea that it's a different plane and that they can another come dimension. And, another dimension that it can come and go as it please because that's as I mentioned, you can like access those kinds of dimensions through psychedelics, or at least that's what people believe. And so two years before that, you had the detonation of atomic bombs, uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki in 1945, August 6th, August 9th, 1945. You had the Trinity bomb that was detonated at White Sands, your favorite national park, mm-hmm. uh, but very, very far up north. It's like two hours from where White Sands Park is, and there's uh, there's like a a memorial uh, commemorating plaque out there. You have to get like national security permission to even go out there. And they have like two events a year if you're a U.S. citizen. But that's where they detonated the Trinity bomb, way up there near White Sands. So it was 1945, July and August 1945. That was two years before Roswell. So, and, and it's also July 16th was when they detonated the Trinity bomb. So basically two years to the date, minus a few days, we have the Roswell crash, and then we have this military document coming out. So two years from those atomic bombs detonated, many people have theorized that those atomic bombs ripped open a hole in space-time. They allowed for something to come into our world. I think in um, Twin Peaks, they descri- it was just pure evil that came into our world. I didn't watch Twin Peaks much, but otherwise we had an influx of UFO sightings. So whether they're alien or whether they're government, there are clearly things that you won't hear about on your typical TV shows. It's not because they're covering something up per se, but these are things like you said that they just seem a little more believable. And it also brings us, I think, balance within the realm of people that are like, everything's a UFO spaceship from another dimension and people that say that type of thing doesn't exist. I think they're both wrong. That's where I get in trouble Mm -hmm. because I don't believe either side. But do you believe more along the lines of something that's said in this Memorandum. The memorandum to me makes a little more sense. And what, what is interesting to me is when we were in Vegas, we were boots walking through Vegas. We don't, we don't gamble or, or drink, mm-hmm. but we're walking through Vegas because we were coming out here to Rachel. And I had had two dreams uh, that, that night and the night before we went to, went to Vegas. And I told you that, that I had these numbers in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was 
57, 16, and zero. Zero was, was like, the second were like, dream. Oh, I should have bet these numbers in Vegas. <laughs> these were the my numbers. Vegas numbers. <laughs> I don't know why. 57, 16 were in my head, and then I had another dream a few nights ago, and it was like zero. And so 57, 16, zero. And then you pointed this out to me when we were talking about doing the show tonight, May 11th, Tuesday, 2021. We talked about UFOs in the New Age community last night and being out here in Rachel, Nevada, near Area 51. And then you pointed out something about this memorandum. Yeah, what is it? It's 65... 67, 51. 67, 51. Which so. are the dream numbers. Yeah, just a little bit backwards and split. I don't know what that means. If anybody has an opinion on what that means, you can email me at rdgable at yahoo.com. I don't know what to think of that. I think that it was, you knew it was in your book and you knew that it discussed UFOs and kind of aliens and whatnot. And sub, like subconsciously you pieced it together because you knew we were coming out here. I, I might have done that. 6751. And that was basically the, the numbers in my dreams. Mm-hmm. I don't really dream a lot about stuff like that. That just kind of, that was a little bit bizarre. Yeah, your dreams are normally a lot more realistic. Like you, early on in the trip, you had a dream that you woke up in your bed in Bloomfield. I did. I did <laughs> you were so sad. Two times on Twice. the trip, I woke up in New York and I was just, I was petrified. <laughs> I, I was like panicking. It's either that or like Bill Gates is trying to kill you, like actively trying to kill you in your dream. I had that dream. I did have a dream where Bill Gates was physically like Bill Gates himself was coming after me to kill me. <laughs> he had goons. I didn't have any weapons. I remember I had like a piece of glass that I was trying to fight his goons off with in the dream. I don't <laughs> You can imagine what it's like for Hope living and spending time with me. Right. Based I know on one these of her dreams. coworkers, she was like, how do you sleep at night? It's like, I don't, I don't really. She sleeps snuggled up. We, we snuggle up. That's how we, that's how we sleep at night. <laughs> But do you sleep? That's the question. Do you actually sleep? Oh, yeah. You do sleep. Like a rock. You, yeah, you sleep, you sleep pretty well. But I'll tell you what. Uh, all these topics, aliens, UFOs, the New Age community, the things we talked about last night, and what I wanted to start the show with tonight, these are all things that have fascinated me throughout my life. And I know it's probably fascinated a lot of you listening. Um, and I also know, I don't want to speak for you, but you've told me that you we're very interested in conspiracies and well, what exactly have you been interested in, in your life? Things that are abnormal and why were you interested in those things? Uh, just like, well, cause I've always been kind of involved in like the nutrition and health kind of community, I guess, if you want to call it not really a community, but that's just something that's interested me. So I knew about like what's in the water and I knew about what's in the, what's food, in the water, the fluoride, the chlorine, the pharmaceuticals, the pesticides, birth control. Yeah. So that corroding pipes. Exactly. Like I, I was aware of that kind of stuff and that's not a conspiracy. Like that's just the truth. Like our water is not clean. You should purify your water. You should be aware of what you're eating in terms of like eating organic food and less processed things because of certain additives or preservatives or colors or whatever that's put into the food that's generally recognized as safe, but they, it's grass. they yeah, it's G-Rast and they have no um, like proof or long-term evidence that it is safe. They're just like, we don't have any proof that it's unsafe at the moment. It's the same thing with the vaccines going on right now, the jabs. So it's, the same it's like thing. we don't have any long-term evidence, so we can only assume that it's safe, but that's such backward science. And if you're risking your life to do that, think about it like this. What, be aware. What, what, when, when NASA was putting together space shuttles before the shuttle program was really shut down, 
you think that they just built it and the astronauts are like, all right, we're ready. And they're like, all right, um, we didn't test it. Uh, we just assume that the heat panels are on there securely. And mm-hmm. we assume that the capsules are, you know, if it's a rocket, the capsules are working or the shuttle's going to work. We, we're, we assume the landing gear is going to come down when you, when you land. We're not really sure. Right. That's not science. No. <laughs> That's not science. That's fraud and theft and murder. But go ahead. But from from that, like I knew about that kind of stuff in terms of conspiracies. And then I, especially with the beginning of like the so-called pandemic, I was like, this is all a distraction. They're really doing something else. Like there's no way that this is real, that it's actually killing this many people. Like I I was aware of that. I was skeptical of the narrative and I've always been very skeptical of like mainstream media. I know that it's not true. Um, and I think we mentioned on one of the past travel logs, one of the first things we talked about was chemtrails. I like brought it up. You brought it yeah, up. Yeah, I brought it yeah, up. So you did. Well, I've just all, been aware of that kind of stuff. All, all those things that you mentioned and then the things that I mentioned, I, I've always said on, on shows where I, um, talk about, those particular kinds of topics I have started in so many different areas of research and I always just come back around. And it's funny because I started a lot of my research in food as well mm-hmm. and the paranormal and UFOs and ancient history, but I started in food as well. And I came to similar conclusions that you came to starting in food because once you study and investigate and read about the food industry, whether it's the meat industry, the dairy industry, processed food, they use the same kinds of tactics, psychological and otherwise. Yeah, that, advertising, marketing. Exactly, it's the same exploiting thing. Exploiting human nature, desire for salt, sugar, and high-calorie, high dense foods for survival. Same thing that the military does when they run PR. It's the same thing that mainstream media does when they try to sell you drugs or they try to sell you an idea or a concept or mm-hmm. a political view. It's a lot of distraction, a lot of bait and switch. It is. It's just psychological warfare. Psychologists really run and control the world. And now with new technology to implant thoughts in people's brains directly, uh, that was, I think, the Wall Street Journal just a few days ago, implanting thoughts. If they can implant a thought, they can remove a thought. I mean, these are things that are that, that are the basis about, of science fiction. Talk about gaslighting. <laughs> talk about <laughs> gaslighting. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's a whole other level of inception. Mm-hmm. They can implant thoughts and remove thoughts. I mean, that's stuff like, that's how the first uh, episode of Fringe, the TV show, started out. They they tried to pull thoughts out of this guy's head. It's a was really good TV show. Bad? I thought that was a TV show that you said was bad. Fringe? Yeah. No, for, I thought Fringe was pretty good. It was okay. kind of quirky. Okay. But it was very science-based. I don't know. We'll have to watch it sometime. Fringe? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Fringe is a pretty good show. I don't know. There's a lot of shows I don't like. I probably made negative commentary towards <laughs> towards one or another. So so my point is though you started in food and then you start to see all these other things. Mm-hmm. And so you can start in ufology and you can follow the same train of thought and you can arrive at all of these different these different ideas or different thoughts. I think what it really is is you start to learn to think for yourself and you realize whether you start in ufology or you start in food or whatever it might be, you realize that things that you've been told and popular opinions and things that we call facts are not always the way that we've been told. And they're not always what the popular opinion is. And they're not always really factual. And then you start to really think for yourself truly. Mm-hmm. And then you can think about everything 
for yourself and you start to realize that nothing really fits together the way that you thought or the way that you were told or the way that other people believe. Or it can go the other way and then you just doubt yourself even more and start to feed into that. If you go narrative. too far. Yeah, well, if not if you go too far, but if you're sensitive to like people telling you like you're crazy or whatever, then you start to believe they plant that thought in your head. You're like, oh, maybe I am crazy for believing things that everyone else doesn't believe, even though you have evidence to support it. Right. Well, if I showed some people memorandum 6751, I, I know that the kinds of reactions I would get from certain people would be you Photoshop that. It, it looks like a very good document, so I appreciate the compliment, I guess. <laughs> or you made that up. I don't know how I made something up that was declassified from the military, but okay. It's just ways to justify things that right. they don't understand. I'm not saying that this document means one thing or another. I'm just simply saying it's a different story, and it's one that we don't really hear. Those are the stories that I'm really interested in. I want the different perspective. I want to see the things that we don't get to talk about a lot or that aren't really appreciated and accepted you know, like Ancient Aliens is based a lot on Eric Von Daniken and Zachariah Sitchin's work. And yes, groundbreaking as it is, Ancient Aliens has literally become like this cult religion. Not, not the TV show, but the ideology of it. And when you have a cult religion, you become zealous about it. You don't really, you don't really allow yourself the leeway to figure out that maybe some things you believe are wrong. Other things might very well be true, but there's a lot more to it than that. Could be UFOs, could be food. We find the same thing in the food industry when we study that. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings, May 11th, Tuesday, 2021. I'm here with my good friend, my best friend, I would say. The best friend? You're the best friend. An honor. And fiance, Hope. We're talking about Memorandum 6751. We are traveling across the United States. So if you're just tuning in for the first time or one of the first times tonight, The Secret Teachings usually sounds a little bit differently. We're usually in studio. It's usually a solid two-hour show. It's always a solid two-hour show, Monday through Friday. Uh, But since we've been traveling, it's been easier to do these one-hour travel log shows. Uh, And we've had a lot of people who have emailed us, uh, whether it's a congratulations on being engaged or it's a congratulations on getting to travel across the whole country Mm -hmm. uh, or... You know, people yelling at me because their subscription login (laughs) didn't work because they forgot their password or something like that. Sometimes the website gets funky. Uh, I will try to get back to you as soon as possible on all of those. I've I've responded to everyone that's come in so far. Uh, But we got a couple of other other people who have been emailing us. I wanted to give out uh, a shout out to some of these people. Uh, Mark S. I couldn't pronounce Mark's last name. Do you want to give it a shot? I, I couldn't even if I wanted to. Mark She's panic, panic. I'm sorry, Mark. I can. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. Mark is in the Chicago area. Why? I don't know. I don't know why Mark's there. He says, "Congrats on getting engaged." I can honestly say that hearing these travel log shows, your voice sounds so happy. That is 97 percent hope, three percent desert. <laughs> the anger is 100 percent New York and California, and Oregon and Washington State, and. Most cities we've been to, Austin, Texas. Austin wasn't that bad, honestly, in terms of, like, you, you could go in a store. We, one store, but we, you were sleeping in the car, and I went in the store, and then we drove out of the city. I was very sick. <laughs> you did, I know you didn't feel that good. Jody Barnes says, Dear Ryan and Hope, I knew it, I knew it. I knew there was something special between you two. I'm so excited for you. Jody lives up in the wonderful state of Oregon. 
and uh, extended an invitation to us in Oregon. So thank you, Jody. Thank you, Mark. Um, I will get back to you if you haven't gotten an email by the time you hear this show. I will get back to you as soon as possible. Uh, Another listener from... Actually, I gave Sean a shout-out on another show. Sean from Texas. And Sean had some very lovely things to say in his other email. Sean's the guy with the cool wife. Oh, nice. Was Sean the one who lived near the I-10? Near near the the border? He lived near the border, yep. And he said uh, some very nice things about you, me, and the show. He says... I don't know how other listeners feel about this, but he says he's the number one fan. It says it in the email, doesn't it? Does. it? Sean Holisher, I think is how you pronounce it. Sean H. Sean, Sean H. Number one fan. Him and his wife have been together for a very long time. They were high school sweethearts. Aww. Look at that. Sweet. That's a good email. It is. Thank you. Thank you, Sean. I uh, got a lot of people on Facebook too. So thank you so much for emailing us. And uh, making me feel like there are people listening. I think there are people listening. I think there have been people listening for a long time. I've noticed one thing about the secret teachings over the years. People are scared to associate with the show who are bigger names because of, for whatever reason, I don't know. I never figured it out. Not sure why. Am I aggressive? When I first listened to the show before I knew you, I was a little taken aback. I was like, this he's, he's scary. He sounds mean. Am I really scary? You, I'm not a scary guy. Roll not. on the floor with Fox and have a good time with him. You're not, but you definitely come across scary and very serious. And I think the word that I used was pensive. You used, I learned that word yeah, from you. Like pensive. you just look like you're always thinking about something and you look pissed about something or other, which is usually probably the case, but that's a fact. You do, you do come across kind of angry but you're not i'm not really that angry you're just a just a guy i mean i'm just a guy i like playing with my son i like reading books i like the sound of desert sand and rock on my shoe that crunch sound (laughs) i like making food i'm just a guy here's a question for you have you ever seen a ufo no you never seen a ufo no i haven't do you want to see a ufo yeah, I would love to. How do you define UFO personally? Personally, something that you... Well, I guess if you identify it as a UFO, is that even a UFO anymore? That's a fair point. So you're saying even if we identify the object that's unidentified as being a UFO, is it no longer unidentified? Now it's just a UFO or a UFO. Does that take on a whole other dimension? You're speaking in multiple riddles dimensions this right is now. riddles three-dimensional or is a four-dimensional chess this is very <laughs> yeah, complicated right. but no i've never seen anything to that degree i really also haven't seen like i've never really seen ghosts or anything paranormal in that way that was going to be another question so you've never seen anything bizarre no nothing nothing at all have you had any paranormal like experiences not that i remember I really have not experienced anything. You lived a very, very interesting life then. I don't know. I I grew up with all of that. I didn't, not UFOs, but paranormal things. I had a lot of bizarre experiences as a kid. There may have been one time I do remember that I woke up in the middle of the night and there was like a dark outline at the end of my bed. A shadow person? Yeah. It was like small. It was like peeking over the edge of my bed at me. 
Well, that's terrifying. Can you go into some more detail about that? <laughs> that's the that's one, very that's, scary. That's like the one thing. It was just like a dart and it didn't move. So that it might I, have been a shadow. Yeah, exactly. I just like justified <laughs> it to myself, but it could have been something. I don't know, but I just went back to sleep. Well, I, re- I remember it was on Easter though. Even if it was something. So, I don't know if that has any significance. It may have significance. The veil is a little thin. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So you see something at the edge of your bed, something shadowy. And it's not just at the edge of your bed. It's peeking over the bed. Yeah, like right at the edge of my bed. Like, Knowing you, you would justify it. Right. And be like, yeah, yeah, it's just hanging out. Which I think is pro- if it feels wrong or if it feels invasive, that's probably the best way to deal with it anyway is to ignore it and not give it any attention, mm-hmm. no energy. You're an expert. Well, that's what we said. We were watching um, the original Blair Witch Project and they touched the one thing and we were both like, no, why don't would you touch, touch it? it? Don't, don't, don't touch, touch it. Don't touch it. Don't move it. Don't do anything with it because then you're giving it your energy. You're giving it your attention. They're going to come after you. I've never seen the Blair Witch until we watched it here in Rachel. I've never, I never, the, the original, I mm-hmm. saw that remake they did. Never saw the original. Did you prefer, which one did you prefer? The, the, the new one is more drawn out and intense. The old one, I think it came out in the 90s, the Blair Witch Project, the original. It might have been the 80s. Come in the 80s. the 90s. I don't know. I, think, I thought it was the 90s. Either way, it came out decades ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I was a young little kid. And, but when that movie came out, I heard about how scary it was. And I imagine for the time it was probably, you know, very it's scary. The, it's just the mystery, the unknown, and that. It's just like camcorder footage. and. But I thought it was more artistic. It was more artistic than the new one. Mm -hmm. But I I liked it. I thought it was an interesting movie. And when it wasn't as scary as I thought it was going to be, but that's probably because I've been desensitized with other types of scary movies and going back and watching. Like if I went to watch Nosferatu now, that's not going to be probably pretty scary, Mm -hmm. you know? Or I don't know, Jaws is pretty scary when you go in the ocean. Yeah, I know. Well, that's, that's what we said. It's... It's only it was only scary because we're going to be camping the next few days. That's true. <laughs> we're going to be true. camping all up the west coast. So and that scene where their tent shaking that happened to us in where was it? Right after White Sands. So it was in New Mexico. Right out New Mexico. Yeah, right, right near what was the campground called? Aguire. Aguire campground. Aguire Springs campground. It was like up on a mountain. It was it was beautiful. I loved it. That was probably one of my favorite nights that we've had. But the the wind in the tent it was shaking like we had to hold our tent down. And if we weren't in it, it would have blown away. And it was the exact it really same. Would it have. was like the same thing that happened in Blair Witch. Luckily, we saw the Blair Witch after. after. <laughs> you had seen it before. I had. I didn't remember that scene. I remembered it being a lot scarier than it was this time watching it. If I was out there in the woods and I was lost like that, I'd be making a magic circle. I'd be praying nonstop and I'd be saying incantations. There's no mm-hmm. way I would just keep wandering through the woods and touching the weird things that were in the shape of people. Why would you do that? <laughs> you don't touch those things. Make a circle, say a prayer, exercise the evil, perform the banishing ritual of the pentagram, pentagram do something. Don't just wander around and don't throw maps out. Don't kick the map in don't the creek. Don't kick the map in the creek. That's the lesson I learned <laughs> in that movie. Don't kick the map in the creek. You know what? We on our travels, we kind of have not really, we've not been lost, but we've just kind of been wandering like we've been lost. We've been all over the place. And I got some emails from listeners several of them, I'd say half a dozen uh, emails. And then maybe another dozen of people, maybe more than that on Facebook. I can't check Facebook a lot because I don't have a lot of um, access to the internet. The signal's been on and off as we've traveled. 
But a lot of people have sincerely asked, you know, not just with masks and social distancing and things like this, but as you've traveled, is it worth traveling during a so-called pandemic? Mm -hmm. And is it something that, you know, you hope or me, if we can express, you know, what might be the best places, the best place to go, the best stores or restaurants or the best states. So I don't know if you want to talk about that for the remainder of the show tonight. Yeah, I think it really depends on what you want to do when you travel because our kind of what we wanted to do was go to a lot of parks and just kind of get out, see landscapes, see desert, kind of at least I wanted to travel and see different places because I'd never really traveled out west and I wanted to experience that before we decide like where we want to settle and whatnot. Um, but if you, if you're trying to do like national parks, there's really no problem. We've had no issue with going in federal buildings or anything like that because obviously they, they know the law. So yeah, the federal order says that it has to, to wear a mask. It has to be within the, the applicable state laws and federal laws that are already established. It's, it's basically a strongly worded recommendation. Mm-hmm. Is, is all that the mask thing is for the, from the federal government. That doesn't mean on planes they're not going to fight you, but for federal buildings that are state parks or or some state parks are also federal, but for state parks that are federal and for federal parks like national parks, there's been no issue at all. Mm-mm. No issue at all. I mean, we've gone to White Sands, the Grand Canyon. We've Yorktown. gone Yorktown. Yorktown. Yorktown, they were, even the guy working there had a mask on that said like, this mask doesn't work or something No, like that. he said... um it, at the museum, the American Revolutionary Museum, it said, uh, it said, keep calm, I'm vaccinated. Oh, I thought, okay, you're right. I thought you were talking about the other, okay, yes, at the, at the, at the museum. Oh, okay. That's what the guy had on, yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep calm, <laughs> vaccinated. Right. I'm like, okay, stay, stay away. <laughs> they were not, they were not concerned in that place about, you know, the, the Revolutionary War Museum. We just had to ask and yeah, they gave, us, they a gave sticker. us a sticker so people wouldn't bother us. And we saw a couple other people in there. So we went down very quickly here. Then let's let's recap. We went down from Rochester, New York, to Morgantown, West Virginia. We've gone from West Virginia. Uh, we went to Harper's Ferry first. Harper's Ferry. Well, we were in Allegheny first. Okay, I'm messing up already. So Rochester. You, you, to, you tell the folks where have we been? We started in Rochester, New York, and then we went to Allegheny State Park, the um, Pennsylvania side. It's too close to New York. I forgot about <laughs> it. I, I wrote it off. <laughs> and then from there, we were going to go to Morgantown. But then we decided to kind of change our route, go to Harper's Ferry because we wanted to go to Kelly's Family Farm Kitchen. Kelly's Farm Kitchen, Kelly's I Farm, think. Or something, whatever it was called, but delicious food. So really happy we did that. From there, we went to Morgantown for a couple of days. No issues in Morgantown? No issues at the Kroger? No. I don't think anybody even said anything to us. And then from there, we went to Yorktown. Went to Yorktown, Virginia. No issue there. Did we stop in Richmond before? We stopped to have dinner with a, with a, with a friend. friend. And there they kind of gave us a little bit of an issue because we had to walk through an archway. Oh, no. To, sit to go down sit down outside to then take our masks off. And they temperature checked us, but whatever. Well, we didn't put the masks on. Though. No, 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 we didn't because it's I showed silly. her the, I showed her the law and she was like, oh, I've never heard of that before. Like, well, then you're arbitrarily enforcing masks and you don't know the law? Mm-hmm. Well, but the, then from there, we went to Yorktown. We're around there. Had no no troubles. No troubles in Yorktown. That was federal. Mm-hmm. There was no trouble there. And we went down the coast. Went down the coast. We went through the Carolinas, 
just drove through quite. Yeah, we didn't have stop. much of much time in the Carolinas down, mm-hmm. but we got down into Georgia. We stopped in Savannah. Savannah, and that was fine. No issues in Savannah, except for the restaurant. The restaurant you walked oh, into. Oh yeah, the restaurant. They we it was like a bougie little cafe thing. Delicious food, but they made me put a mask on to pay for my food when I could have just like given them my card, had them go run it, brought it back out. I don't know. It's just like more and more like the more places we go and see how illogical it is and it's like you have to have a mask to walk in the door but then you walk like four feet to your right and sit down at the bar and it's everybody, all over you can take everybody's mask there off. sitting at the bar without a mask on i don't know it's so arbitrary it's so idiotic we went savannah was one of your favorite places mm-hmm. wasn't it yeah i loved savannah it was really beautiful and then we go to saint augustine which we, we didn't a, get to really experience that kind of a bust but then we went from St. Augustine to where we go. We went to Orlando. Orlando, which was the first place that we really had trouble when we were trying to stay at the hotel. Yeah. They, 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 they gave us a lot of trouble, not just because of the masks, but because we had called about a, an online deal, and that was a big issue. It was a whole thing. It was a thing. Whatever. There, it feels so long ago. There was a cockroach in the in the refrigerator. Yeah. This was at the Rose Inn, by the way. Rose the Inn. Rose, Rose Inn. Inn. Rose Inn. Inn. Mm-hmm. Didn't, I don't like Orlando, really. So. Yeah. so didn't like Orlando. And then from there, we went to St. Pete. We went to St. Pete. For the day. Couldn't find a place to stay in St. Pete because apparently it's outrageously it's expensive. expensive to stay there. So then we drove down to Fort Myers, hung out with my friend, stayed there for two nights. Two nights. Everglades. Uh, yeah, we went to Naples. We went to the Everglades down there. That was fine. As I think we've talked about seat yeah. to table, so that was no issues there, obviously. Seat to table restaurant was fun. And then we drove up all across the south. I didn't particularly like Louisiana. No. <laughs> <laughs> I know you didn't either. I didn't like Louisiana. I didn't like the dead dog outside of the gas station. There was. There's a dead dog. On the side of the road. Not decaying, not decaying. Just, no, just like there. somebody dumped it or something, but whatever. Um, so we did that, and then we ended up in Texas. And the, no, well, after we backtrack after Fort Myers, we went back to St. Pete because um, there was a museum that mm-hmm. I wanted to go to. I really wanted to go to the Dolly Museum, and we got really lucky, and we could. It was like walk up tickets that day because normally you have to buy tickets, and it's sold out for months and months. So we got really lucky that we got to go in there. Um, then yeah, we went across the south. We went. I mean, Texas was a long, long drive. So, so much driving uh, in Texas. If, if you're in Austin, uh, what was the grocery store? Central Market. Central Market. They didn't care about masks at all. They didn't care about anything like that. They just were like, "Well, if you feel okay, you can come in." Mm-hmm. And that was an awesome grocery store. They had like a mount, a literal mountain of kale mm-hmm. in the grocery mushrooms store. Growing on logs. Mushrooms growing on logs. They had all kind. Of, that was a really great grocery store. No issue there. We went to Lake LBJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I stayed with my aunt and uncle, and that was nice. We just chatted with them. They said that we were probably the first family that they had seen in like face to face in over a year. Yeah, because they've been doing the video calls, right? Yeah, the my family calls. does like a weekly video call, which has died down a bit. But they were really excited to see us and to meet you. So. I'm happy that we got to stay with them. They, they were said, excited to meet yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, they were excited. You're I think f- it was just interacting and being able to host and have people. They were just happy that... Your friend in Florida was excited to meet me, but she barely talked to me. She talked. I think she talked to you. Barely. 
but she listens to the show. I know. Can we give her a little shout out? You can give her a shout out. Thank you for letting us stay with you, Rachel. I miss you. She didn't talk. She said I was like a celebrity, and that made me feel like I'm not a celebrity. <laughs> no, she has listened to the show, and she's turned a lot of people on to the secret teachings. Well, welcome to the show. It'll be a little different when we get back. We'll be doing the, the full two-hour shows and mm-hmm. a lot more preparation and, and show themes. So, But then we just went to New Mexico. We went to El White Paso. Sands. Oh, well, El Paso, they gave us issues. I skipped that place. <laughs> <laughs> it's too close to the border. No, but yeah, we went to El Paso. El Paso was kind of a hassle, but we got in. They let us into the places without a mask. Sprouts. No, Sprouts. But we went into like uh, the the hotel was okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything was okay. Sprouts except for Sprouts. Sprouts gave us issue everywhere we went. Every mm-hmm. every state we've been in, Sprouts is the only place that gave us consistent issue. Right, and when I was in Florida back in February, when I was visiting my friend, they kicked me out of sprouts but granted i was in there for like 40 minutes just yeah you were in there for a while but he came over they at least let me check out though when we were in el paso they wouldn't even let you check out you're halfway through and yep she just canceled the transaction the manager did we're going to tell that story another time but that's that's an interesting we'll save that for another Mm -hmm. show that's a very interesting story but to sum things up uh, natural grocers was a great store central market was a great store seed to table but that's only in naples florida mm-hmm. uh, whole foods will let you in if you're interested in whole foods but you have to tell them i'm not going to wear a mask i just want the temperature screen and then they'll just scan your head and let you in. i think you have to tell them you can't wear a mask because if you say i'm not going to or i don't want to then they can refuse you but if you say you can't then you have valid reasoning and then they'll do the temperature check. Yeah, and then you're good. And they said that because a manager came up to us and asked us, and he was like, oh, nobody told me that you two came in. And we were like, yeah, well, why don't you just do the temperature check for everybody? I feel like that's more reliable. It's safer if you really want to prevent people from being sick in the store because you could walk in with a mask on and have a temperature of 104. Yeah. So. And he said, well, then people wouldn't wear the mask anymore if exactly. we did the temperature Isn't check. Isn't that the goal? No, it's not the goal. They want you to be muzzled and they want you to be shamed and they want you to feel insignificant and they don't want you to feel like a human and they want you to act like the Chinese people do, masked indefinitely. Even when in 1952, the Beijing government said, Chinese government in Beijing said, we lied about disease. You don't need to wear a mask. People kept doing it. And now they do it because of pollution. Same exact thing Beijing did back in 1952. But beyond that, Natural Grocers is probably one of my favorite stores. Mm-hmm. Arizona was wonderful. California's uh, don't care. And mm-hmm. then <laughs> Nevada, <laughs> Nevada's been back and forth. Nevada, they actually eased there and removed some of the restrictions mm-hmm. for the masks. But all the stores I've gone into, gas stations, et cetera, none of them were aware of that. Nobody ever informed businesses apparently it wasn't in the media. It was just little tiny news stories I read online about Nevada. Mm -hmm. And And that's been happening in a lot of states too. I feel like Florida is really the only one that it's publicized or documented that things are happening and that DeSantis is signing bills. And A little Texas, a little Arizona, but yeah, most places we've been that that they have changed their rules recently or changed their guidelines more so. Mm-hmm. Businesses don't know about it. So like, right, and you only know because you're looking it up every time we cross the state line. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I am. I am. Yeah, I mean, at first, everybody knew it, and it was hardcore participation, but now people are so used to it, 
Now mm-hmm. the governors in some states like Nevada have reversed course and people don't care. I'm not talking about businesses that are like, we don't care what the rules are. We're going to enforce it's it anyway. It's just that they don't know. They never heard that the governor changed, changed the policy and they won't ever hear it until it, until people like us inform them mm-hmm. and they well, go that investigate here. it. That happened here in Rachel. Like you mentioned, oh, this changed. And she was like, really? Like, I hope so. Cause I don't want to wear, wear it. Yeah. So take the mask off. People look like idiots. I'm going to say it. Yeah. If you wear a mask, you look like an idiot. You look like a moron and you do not believe in science. If you wear a mask, unless you believe in the science of bacterial pneumonia, you believe in the science of other bacterial infections and hypoxia. Then you believe in the science. I'm tired of the masks. I'm tired of the shaming. I'm not talking about shaming people for not or for doing it. I'm talking about the shame masking, the 18th century shame masking, where people don't do things that are socially acceptable, so they have to shame themselves. I'm tired of the ritual. I'm tired of the anti-human ideology. I'm tired of the idea that breathing is somehow harmful to the environment. And I'm tired of being called crazy when I suggest that this is anti-human and alien. I can't think of any other explanation for it. It sounds like it's it sounds like it's alien to me. But this is what tyrants do. This is what communists do and fascists do. They have to degrade you and demoralize you and make you less than human. So you'll capitulate to the state as the new god. That's why they're atheistic. Hope hears this a lot. <laughs> I've heard this spiel so many times. Like even when we're driving, I'm like, do you just need to vent right now? I have conspiracy can- Tourette's. <laughs> Moon landing, you know, just stuff comes out like that. We only have a few minutes left. Would you like to add anything else? You never seen a UFO. You had one shadow person at the end of your bed. Have you seen a UFO? Yes, but I identified it later. It was a plane. I mean, n- so, n- nothing I've identified as an alien spaceship. No. What about your paranormal experiences? I've seen a lot of hat men in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. That house I showed you my great-grandma's house, her former great-grandma's house that she died. And I saw stuff when I lived in Florida, uh, stuff when I lived in West Virginia when I was in high school. I did see somebody dressed up in a Civil War uniform on the front porch, like a northern Civil War uniform. Big gold buttons, very distinct, still in my memory. Uh, Black mist, I've seen that. But this was before I ever knew what that stuff was. It wasn't like I was being influenced. I, I had never seen the grudge and I told people I saw this black mist and like, oh, like the grudge is like, I don't know what that is. Never mm-hmm. seen the grudge. So I had seen things and heard things and felt things and perceived things. And I wasn't allowed to watch those kinds of movies because my, my household was very Christian. Mm-hmm. And then I started to learn, oh, other people have seen this too. That's where you get the ideas for those movies and those TV shows. Right. That's where you get the ideas for them because people have experienced them. So yeah, I've had a lot of those experiences. Well, and even back in Bloomfield, you have too. You said like Ouija boards flying off the wall. Yeah, that Ouija board that Karen gave me, mm-hmm. it, it launched itself somehow off the wall and not just like it fell on my books. Right, and it's not like we have earthquakes in New York either. It, it fell, and there were other things on the wall that didn't come off, but that board came off and went across the room. Not be, it, the board's not evil, but something knocked it off the wall. That doesn't mean it's also evil. That means something could want to communicate, so it's like, hey, right. get on the board. Yeah, hey, come on. It's not necessarily, I didn't feel anything evil or dark, mm-hmm. you know, it's just a tool. That's all the Ouija board is. Um, but I think that's, a, let's hit the brakes because we're going to come up right to the hour if we don't hit the brakes tonight. I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. 
www.thesecretteachings.info is the website. If you'd like to subscribe to the show, all the travel logs are going to be in the archive. If they're not already, they should all, all be up and all be active to listen and to download. I know it's a little bit different, but I appreciate you guys sticking with us for the last couple of weeks. Probably be about five weeks in total, and then we'll be back in studio doing the typical Monday through Friday, two hours a night show. We'll get some guests on once we get back. But until then, this is travel log number, what is it, six? six. Travel log six, May 11th, 2021. Do you have any final words or final thoughts tonight, Hope? No, I just wanted to say thank you again for giving me a platform for my voice to be heard. I know a lot of people have been influenced by what you have to say and what I have to say, and I just am grateful that you welcomed me into this world. You know what? We had a listener, I believe her name was Emily, and she said that she had uh, changed her perception. What was it on on family or Mm -hmm. because of things that you had said in the past? Yeah, a conversation that we had a few months ago. Someone had the complete change in perception and as per family and children. That's pretty cool. It's pretty powerful, I think. It's empowering. Mm -hmm. You know, we empower listeners, you empower us. Uh, Otherwise, I'm just a guy behind a microphone. I don't want to be a celebrity. But it's really nice to have people that, that message us and, yeah. and say the kind things that you do. So thank you very much. Um, and thank you for all the congratulations yes, on thank the you, engagement. Thank you. They don't go unnoticed. They do not go unnoticed. We talk about them a lot. Mm-hmm. We talk about them a lot. Again, The Secret Teachings airs Monday through Friday on The Fringe FM, normally two hours a night, Monday through Friday, after Joe Rupin lighting the void. And our whole archive is at www.thesecretteachings.in. F-O. If you'd like to contact the show, how can listeners contact the show? You can check out the website, which you just said, or you can send an email to rdgable at yahoo.com. R-D-G-A-B-L-E at yahoo.com. At yahoo.com. And then the only social media page, facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. You'll also find my personal Facebook page. They're linked up. It's one page, Ryan Gable or the Secret Teachings page. You can find either one, either or, by visiting the other. That's on Facebook, the only social media page that we have. This is The Secret Teachings on the Fringe FM, travel log number 6, May 11th, 2021. Stay safe, stay informed, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you on the next broadcast. Thanks for joining me tonight. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.